1: Episode 93. Christopher S. Penn is a co founder and chief innovator of Trust Insights. Christopher is a recognized thought leader, best selling author, and keynote speaker. He has shaped four key fields in the marketing industry Google Analytics Adaption, Data Driven Marketing, Modern Email Marketing, and Artificial Intelligence machine learning in marketing. Mr. Penn is a 2019 IBM champion in IBM business analytics, co-founder of the groundbreaking PodCamp conference and co-host of the Marketing of a Coffee Marketing podcast. Prior to co-founding Trust Insights, he built the marketing for a series of startups with a 100% successful exit rate in the financial services, SaaS software, and public relations industries. Christopher Penn, I'm so happy you're here. Hi.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, and where you're located, isn't it? Everything is good. Everything is all right.
0: Yeah, it's the start of a new year. It's uh, always a new adventure, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what 2019 has to say.
1: Oh this is a good question we'll talk about it in a minute i just shared with our listeners what you've done until now and i would like to ask you what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading
0: oh that's an interesting question so i am uh, the co-founder of a startup called trust insights and We're a machine learn. Well, we're we're a company that helps marketers do more with their data, make more money with it, show better results, and so on and so forth. My personal focus in the space is all around machine learning, machine learning and artificial intelligence. How can we use the software and the computers and the technology that are available today with stuff that is in market today? to do that better, faster, cheaper uh, for us. I'm yes, looking for the customer-focused entrepreneur. Um, your, your you can find all right? the information, a, a links, and resources. An Amazon EC2 instance that's been working on this problem for about five and a half hours. It's using all eight processors. You know, this would, wow. if, if you were running this on your laptop, you, you couldn't do anything else. Your laptop would be a brick <laughs> until it was done. But we're going through over 250,000 press releases right now, extracting wow. information from all of them.
1: And uh, when did you start doing that? Actually, big data is not here for many years, isn't
0: it? You know, there's a whole really long story that behind you know the evolution of machine learning and stuff. Many of the concepts that we work with today were actually invented like in the 1960s and the 1970s, conceptually in academia. But it's not been until recent times that the average person has had access to inexpensive compute technology like uh, you know, Amazon EC2 or IBM Cloud, Google Cloud, and so on and so forth. The cost to run this problem, I'm running this on a very large, expensive server, but the cost that Amazon's charging me for this is $0.10 cents an hour. I can afford $0.10 cents an hour.
1: <laughs> I guess you can. When did you jump on this track? When uh, did you join the big data in serving the marketing? Uh,
0: Really, I started looking at analytics and marketing in the early 2000s when I joined another startup, a financial services company. And that was, you know, back then it was all web server logs. Then in 2005, Google bought this company called Urchin that uh, they rebranded into a, a product called Google Analytics, which, of course, now most of the planet uses And then in 2013, when I started working at an agency, uh, I started looking for ways to scale faster and better because I was running a small department that essentially was its own miniature business inside of a business. And that's when machine learning technology really became very, very accessible. So I've really been working on this for the last five or six years now.
1: What exactly are you doing with that today? What service do you provide to your customers?
0: on the machine learning front, it's really two big things. Number one is understanding large amounts of unstructured data. So let's say you have a customer service inbox or you have job applications. I'm doing a project right now for a company. We're taking transcripts of their call center data, hundreds of thousands of calls and Extracting information from it, summarizing it, saying, okay, what are the common things across all these calls? So, in this one uh, example of a call center, what is it that most customers are asking about? We traditionally, as marketers, have not had the ability to look through that much data. It would take a lifetime to right. get through it. But by using machine learning, we can figure out very quickly. Here's the key topic. So, you know, understanding a lot of data is one big thing, and you can use it for things like SEO. If you're trying to figure out what to rank for on Google, you can digest. You know, 100,000 articles about your industry and that were published in the last six months and say, ah, this is what we should be talking about. These are the, the big ideas. And the second thing is forecasting, predictive sure. analytics. This is where we are taking time series data and forecasting it forward. So we just released a paper called the 2019 Key Marketing Trends Forecast, which takes 3,700 terms that marketers, people in general, well, have been searching for, And using predictive analytics, using machine learning, forecasted forward what's going to be happening over the next 52 weeks, over the next year. So for anyone listening, a couple of the big trends that popped out. Number one, Instagram is the network of choice in 2019. If you don't have an Instagram strategy, now would be a good time to get started. And two, influencer marketing, B2B or B2C, you have to have an influencer marketing strategy because, again, it is going to be what the market is looking at. (laughs)
1: Thank you for giving these Mm, tips uh, a bit earlier than uh, somebody else is getting it, I guess. (laughs) And uh, where are you heading? What are you looking at? What is ahead of you?
0: What's ahead is more of this, using more advanced techniques, using um, some deep learning techniques, trying to figure out how to use these technologies in ever greater ways to benefit customers, to benefit other marketers. When you think about it, in marketing we have access to so much data and it's it's valuable data but we just know we don't have enough time in the day we don't have enough people on the team to make the most of it so i'm looking for machines to supplement us to augment us to make us more capable marketers and that's really my focus probably for the next five years
1: okay so we'll meet then and we'll probably talk about what the (laughs) next step i hope you know you're kind of entrepreneur yourself to ask you, what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs regarding their customer focus and customer approach? At this podcast, we talk mainly about how to use the power of listening to customers and and understanding them in order to succeed, which I believe marketing is all about. What would be your best advice to them? Well, it's a good question. Do
0: you actually listen to your customers? So, a lot of marketers do so very anecdotally, like they'll listen to a call or they'll talk to somebody, and they're not doing actual research, representative sampling research, either running large scale surveys, doing real, you know, intensive uh, large scale focus groups. Or like I was talking about with machine learning, bringing in all that data. How many emails are in your customer service inbox that have you as a marketer read? A lot of marketers are like, no, 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 that's, that's customer service's problem. We don't read that inbox. Like, well, no, that's that's where all the good stuff is. I we did a project this past summer yeah. for a food and beverage company. And they're like, we want to know what our customers are asking us about that we don't know about. So we looked through the transcripts from their call center. And they make uh, stabilizers for beverages. And two things popped out that I'd never heard of. Oat milk and uh, hemp milk, which are vegan alternatives to dairy. Yeah. And I'd never heard of these. They had never heard of these. Like, look, here's an entirely new line of products that you could build that you know there's market interest in because your customers are already asking. It was in your CRM the whole time. You just never were able to dig into it before.
1: Are you mainly talking to big companies?
0: No, actually, it's the people who come to us as long as they have an understanding of data and the value of it and you know obviously the the budget to support it that we have projects from all across the spectrum we have some big b2b tech companies we have medium-sized you know manufacturing businesses we even uh, amazingly have a chain of progressive churches that have asked us to help us you know understand their audience like we were doing a, a project for them and um They're saying, well, we want to understand our audience better, how to get more people to be involved with church activities. Well, we did uh, an analysis of their audience, and then we compared it with uh, data out of like Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram, and it turns out that there's an almost perfect overlap between their desired audience and people who own pets. But yet, they didn't have a single pet play group or you know uh, a single social group for pet owners. Like, okay, here's something you can go do immediately. So. It's it's across the spectrum. It's just if you if you know the value of data and you know that you're not making the most of it, you could be a customer.
1: Hmm. I know you have successes. However, I want to ask you, can you share with us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial or your journey the most? You
0: know, it, it's more of a personal failing than it is a customer failing. And that is, you know, in the early days, pricing strategy was difficult because I didn't know how to price any of this. And it's really funny. Uh, we started talking to our advisors and stuff. And our, advisor, <laughs> our, our our lead advisor was like, you know, you just shouldn't talk to customers about price, period. Like you get a salesperson and, you know, put them on commission. Oh. But the salesperson is the one who talks to price. You can talk to the customer about solving their problems and understanding their pain but you are no longer allowed to talk price with a customer. And that was, you know, that made probably for, you know, rougher days in the beginning than it had to. And now being on the other side of that and understanding, oh yeah, I can't really, I can't understand the value of a solution to a customer because to me, it's like, oh, well, you have to just do this, 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 and this, and, and the problem solved. And, but to I don't see the value to the customer. Like, Oh my God, you just saved me $5 million or you just made the company a whole new product line. And so Ooh. being able to say, yeah, nope, actually, you know, Chris doesn't talk to customers anymore about price and Chris only solves the problems, um, but will help you set the, the price appropriate to the value it delivers.
1: So was the mistake about, or the failure about talking to customers about the pricing or stop talking to them about the pricing? What well, what was the failure here?
0: The failure on my part was talking to customers about price um, because I didn't value it properly.
1: Hmm, I understand. I think maybe you did value it very properly and sometimes it's hard to the customers to understand how big the value is. I think sometimes mm-hmm. because we value something very much, we don't feel that we have to uh, emphasize its price. I think it's it's obvious, isn't it? But sometimes you have to sell it. Not everybody sees that. But now I would like to ask you about your biggest, most significant success, the way you see it with customer or as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did right about approaching the customers. And of course, when you talked about the failures, prices are all about customers. So everything that has to do with, I guess, marketing and sales is customers, isn't it? It
0: really is. And, you know, on the success side, the success side, in addition to, um, you know, me not talking about prices to people anymore, one of the biggest (laughs) successes and one of the things that I don't see companies do nearly enough is sending out a a survey that is completely open-ended and asking people what they want more of. What is it that, you know, if we have a relationship as a business to a customer, ask them, you know, what do you want more of? What can we do for you? how can we provide you additional value? We did this in the fall and we got a whole pile of responses. Some people, you know, one or two sentences, some people like pages of just writing about like, Hey, this is the thing I really want. And again, using those tools to summarize that much data and be able to say, yep, these are the categories, these are the topics, these are the things that people want more of and being able to listen to customers and then build to what they're asking for. There's no easier way to guarantee that you're going to have a a saleable product than if you're building it for the thing that customers are asking you to build. Sure,
1: that's right, that's right. What I really like is the combination between the technology and marketing that you are bringing to the table. And I want to ask you, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus or marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the ever-ending list, but I'm asking what do you use? What actually helps you to do things better? So
0: I'm a poor person to ask this question too <laughs> in terms of what works for me because I work almost exclusively in the R programming <laughs> language and the average entrepreneur is not going to pull up a window and start writing code. For marketing and sales, if you want the, the, you know, the gold standard and the tool that people vastly underestimate and vastly underuse is Google Analytics. <laughs> it is a fantastic tool and everyone assumes I'll oh, just measure my website. Well, no, you can do a lot more with it than that. And they're like, oh, it just tells me how many people visit my website. No, 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 if you set it up properly, if you take the time to learn it, it's already there, you're already using it. If you take the time to learn it, it can deliver tremendous value to you out of like, who is my audience? Where are they coming from? What do they like of what I'm doing? What gets them to take meaningful action? and that's the heart and soul of of what you want to know as a marketer are all those things. The answers to the questions you already have the right tool. It's just that you don't need to you don't know how to use it. It's kind of like you've owned a frying pan forever, and all you use to do is boil water to make <laughs> eggs right yeah. a frying pan can do a lot <laughs> of things, so it it's it's the same analogy, and so I would say for the beginning entrepreneur, for the marketer. Uh, if you're not really using the, so many features in Google Analytics, you're missing out. Now, if you are a more advanced marketer, you want to take a look at something like an IBM Watson Studio mm-hmm. that allows you to start accessing the, the capabilities of machine learning it, without necessarily needing to write a ton of code. It is it is for advanced practitioners. So I would say, you know, spend your first five or six years learning how to use Google Analytics, using marketing automation software, using a CRM well, the basics, get the basics down, master the basics, and then you can look at the advanced stuff.
1: I must say that I just wrote before you said the answer, and I said, you're not going to talk about Google Analytics. <laughs> and I, 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 you should see my smile because I really think, I'm, I think I look at it a bit more, but I'm, I'm doing it myself. It's like when something is so um, available and so handy, sometimes we don't really use it. And, you know, it takes time to look at numbers and to look at, at the data. And I know, it's like, you know that there is a treasure there but we are not really using it. So That's right. I, I love you saying that. There are a lot of factors that affect our success as managers and your success. But I really believe that each of us has one major factor that really affects their success and they really win for that. And I want to ask you, what is your key success factor?
0: Personally or as... A-
1: personally, definitely personally. What works for you?
0: Uh, what works for me is being able to take strategies that work in one place and move them to somewhere else and and, and adapting those strategies to another place. So I've been, for example, practicing the martial arts now for almost 30 years. And yeah. in the martial arts, you learn a lot of strategies for how do you deal with situations where you, you have to win. The, you know, the, op- the other option is you know, a, a really, really unpleasant option. So how do you how do you win against someone who's bigger than you? How do you win against somebody who's stronger than you? How do you win against somebody who has better funding than you? And all of these strategies apply not only to solving, you know, someone trying to punch you in the face, but they apply to business, they apply to marketing, they apply to sales. And that training that I've done for the last 30 years is it has helped me Figure out how do I solve problems, but also built that personal sense of of resilience that you know when the going gets tough, you don't give up, you don't quit, you you figure out a way to solve the problem to get to your goal because you don't have another choice. You have Mm. to win because if you don't win, (laughs) you go out of business or in in a fight you get punched in the face a lot. And so that probably is the biggest long-term success factor for me.
1: Wow, this is an original one, isn't it? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) my Almost last question is my mountain question. And since I believe that this journey of marketing and of taking position in the mind of our customers and building the trust and building the knowledge about our products, it's like climbing a mountain, step after step after step, and then we will get into the peak and there is another mountain. So at some stage I started to ask my guests, and I love to ask my guests, whether they ever climbed a mountain, and that's what I'm asking you, or do you wish to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> so in the martial arts tradition I practice, there's also a, um, a, a spiritual component as well. And one of the things that I will be doing probably in the next 10 or 20 years of my lifetime is going to Japan and doing the marathon monk course at least once, on wow. a mountain called Mount Hiei. Mount Hiei is in the western part of Japan and there's a course that is approximately uh 26 miles or about 42 kilometers and that wow. as part of an ordination when when you become ordained into this this spiritual tradition you have to to walk that circuit uh every day for 7 days uh for the basic ordination which is a heck of a lot of walking. Um, <laughs> but the reason for it is that it helps you take you on a journey to understanding that the mountain itself it is a physical mountain and you have to walk up and down in, in this really big circuitous loop but it's to train you to realize that actually it's not it's not a a mountain it's the journey of life that you're going through and you have mm. to be able to 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 make that transition that that you know keep on that path and be able to overcome obstacles over and over again day after day in order to succeed and and here's the funny part climbing the mountain is not the big deal right yes it's a long path but the it because it's a circuit because it's a the circle it is Mm. the journey that's the important part not getting to the top there's there isn't a destination
1: right and so when are you planning to take the course
0: 10 or 20 years from now
1: ah okay okay so we have some time it sounds quite rough isn't it
0: Yes. And so you have to do some preparation and things. But also, you know, there's a whole other set of of practices that come with doing that um, to get ready for it. So it it will take probably at a minimum a decade to get there.
1: (laughs) So it sounds great. And uh, I wish you a lot of success with that. I guess it's not an easy one. Before we we'll say goodbye, I want to ask you, what is the best way to contact you and to connect with you for listeners that want to be in touch or to hear from you or read from you? What is the best way to do that?
0: Sure. So if you want to get in touch with the company, TrustInsights.ai is the company name. And if you want to get in touch with me personally and my personal blog and my daily video show, you can see that at ChristopherSpen.com.
1: And we will have all these links in the show notes of this interview. Christopher, I would like to thank you so much. You brought some new um, insights to the show. So I really like that. And thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Hmm. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Rich Olmes, episode 93. Christopher S. Penn is a co-founder and chief innovator of Trust Insights. Christopher is a recognized thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker. He has shaped four key fields in the marketing industry, Google Analytics Adoption, Data-Driven Marketing, Modern Email Marketing, and Artificial Intelligence Machine Learning in Marketing. Mr. Penn is a 2019 IBM champion in IBM business analytics, co-founder of the groundbreaking PodCamp conference and co-host of the Marketing of a Coffee Marketing podcast. Prior to co-founding Trust Insights, he built the marketing for a series of startups with a 100% successful exit rate in the financial services SaaS software and public relations industries. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website
1: reachormiss.com. See you next week.